Welcome back to another episode of Emotional Mastery with Rochelle, the podcast where I really just talk about everything in my journey, emotional mastery, which is what is what I call basically emotional regulation, right? Having the tools to be able to emotionally regulate ourselves because that was one of my biggest lessons in life thus far. And really just everything I've learned in the four years of the spiritual development, personal development, growing my business, just becoming my authentic self because I spent 31 years being a version of myself that I thought others wanted me to be, hoping that that would make me worthy, right? That would make me valid. And so the last four years have really been this unraveling, this slow unraveling of who I actually am. And that started with just getting to know myself, which is actually the hardest step, right? Especially when you have spent so much time like I said, seeking outside validation, seeking people outside of yourself to tell you who you are, right? People will always tell me like, this is what I should do. This is what I should feel. This is how I should act. And so I just assumed that I was the only one that was weird or wrong because I didn't want to do those things. It didn't feel good to me. And I think we all have been there in in one way or another. You know, there are some people who are beautifully, authentically themselves who were supported in that. And that's just where they're at in this, this life. But I think no matter, even if you are in that authentic space, there has been a time in your life, one way or another, where you have been human, right? You have felt that invalidation from somebody and you have internalized it in some way. And that has become a story or a narrative or a part of your story of who you were. And so for me, I just, I found myself bouncing between toxic and abusive relationships in my twenties because I needed, and I think I was thinking about this today too, when I was at the gym, because every time I run or work out just kind of the thoughts flow. But what I was thinking about, which is what I want to talk about on this, on this specific episode is my, my story or my process thus far in manifestation. But I was thinking about romantic relationships, right? I'm highly emotional. I have been in very unhealthy, dysregulated relationships. And I was thinking about that. And that's obviously been a huge part of my lesson, right? We're going to continue to repeat the same pattern or the same relationship or the same, whatever it is over and over and over again, until we learn that lesson, until we can move on. And in our unawareness, right before we come to that awareness state, we play the victim, right? I did. I know I did. Like I said, in one other episode, I have a wide split in human design, which really just means there's a lack. There's a wide space of energy that's not connecting my energy doesn't flow through all my chakras, my centers in one single definition, right? One single loop, basically, I have a wide split. So there's a big gap there. And when you have a big gap there, it creates this victim mindset, right? Because you are, it's not just one gate, right? When we have a small split, which is just one gate missing, we look for people to fill that right? But we don't necessarily victimize ourselves. We don't, we don't blame someone else. We look for people who are going to compliment that. But when you have a wide split, you definitely victimize yourself. And my wide split is this channel of intimacy. And so I always would blame partners in relationships of like, you're not giving me intimacy. You're not giving me this. You're not giving me X, Y, Z. And so I was thinking about it today. And I was thinking about all of my past relationships, abusive, toxic, even like the few that were like somewhat healthy, but I wasn't the healthy one. So they were still toxic relationships. And I realized that throughout all of this, I subconsciously, I was actually choosing men that I knew were not available to me in the way that I wanted them to be. I knew it. And even in the past, I air quote relationships because it was 
not a relationship in the committed romantic sense. It was, it was something, it was a situation, whatever you want to call it. It was a relationship, but it wasn't the kind that I wanted. But even in that situation, I realized I was still, although this person was a hell of a lot healthier than people I've been in with in the past. They were respectful. They were kind. They were all the, they had a lot of qualities that I was, was looking for in a partnership. And it was when I first, when I first made my first list of what I wanted in a partner, my first manifestation list, because I, in human design, my bottom right arrow is left pointing, left pointing, which is more like focus. So I would need to make, I need to be detailed in my manifestation. And that was part of therapy is like, if you can't be specific about you, what you want is because you don't think you're worthy of it. And so that was a huge hurdle that I had to cross actually getting down and being specific and asking myself, like, what do I actually want? But when I had first started, this was the first list I had made in a partner. I listed all these things I wanted. And this person that came literally, I think nine out of the 10 things was exactly that. But I realized I wasn't specific enough because although I got all of those things, it really showed me what I actually did need that I didn't put on that list, right? I wasn't specific enough in that list. And so I have since redone that list. I've put it out into the universe, right? I'm, it's in my manifestation mode, but it took me like a year and a half to realize, not to realize, but it took me like a year and a half to actually let that go, right? For myself to get to the point that I know that I am worthy. I know what I want. I know what I need. I know what I'm calling in. And I know that I'm not going to be alone without somebody, right? And it is coming to get to know yourself and be okay with yourself. But even in this specific person, although they had a lot, like I said, nine out of the 10 qualities that I wanted and I had written and manifested, there was still that element of unavailability. And when you look at that, and because our relationships are mirrors for ourselves. It really got me looking at myself. What was, am I actually available to people right now? Right. Because it's the things that I was saying that I still wanted within that relationship. I actually wasn't willing to give because I have two kids. I have a business. I have a podcast. There's a lot that I do want to do and I don't want to be nailed down, I guess. And not that that was going to be the situation regardless. Actually, that was one of the appeals of this specific person was that I had a lot of freedom in a way that I had never had before, but it was almost too much freedom. So I learned a ton of lessons throughout this this specific situation. And I think in actually, and I don't know that I would have let it go had I not stopped shrinking, but that gave me the clarity to realize that because I am working to manifest abundance. There, I'm working through all these manifestation processes. I'm reading books. I'm doing the two magnetic manifestation course. Like I'm, I'm really working hard on manifestation and it's uncovering a lot of blocks. It's making me ask a lot of hard questions, having me look at myself in a different way. And I don't think I would have been able to get there. And I don't think I would have been able to realize that this is something I need to let go because in, in holding on to this and also, I think the realization that it could be something maybe in the future that would work out, but right now it's not for me. It's not It's not what needs to be here in my life right now, but in allowing that to let that go, I'm allowing other things to come in. And so that was a really cool realization that I got to. And I've also been doing a lot of Abraham Hicks, like listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks, and it's really just focusing on the positive, right? I have felt so good and I have felt so positive and I really feel an alignment that I've never felt before. Like anytime everybody, anybody would talk about like energetic alignment, I would fall back on that. Well, I have an emotional authority, right? So I'm always going to be up and down. I'm always going to hit these lows. Yes, we're all human, right? We are going to hit highs and lows. 
And if you do follow me on Instagram, you may have noticed I've kind of pulled back a little bit on the human design content, not because I don't love it, but because I'm entering this new phase in my life where I'm really trying to embody and integrate that and combining that with astrology and combining that with my physical health. I've really gone back to that physical aspect of things because that's hugely important in my journey. That's what I'm teaching. I'm teaching people how to be physically healthy so that they can be emotionally healthy so that they can be mentally healthy. It all connects. And I feel like our physical health, although it's not easy, I literally just posted a reel on this today. It's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. But our physical health is the thing that we can have control over. We don't always feel like we have control over our emotions. We don't always feel like we have control over our thoughts. This is what meditation is for, right? So we can get to a space where we can kind of control our thoughts. But the beautiful thing about uh, meditation too, is we are learning or we are teaching our body. We are teaching ourselves to control our body, right? We're giving our higher self the power over our body in meditation. So when I set a 10 minute timer on my phone, or if I choose a 20 minute meditation, guided meditation, whatever it is that I'm doing, my mind, not my ego, right? Because the ego, that's what the thoughts are, right? But I am intentionally telling my body, hey, you are going to sit still for 20 minutes. And I think that's a really powerful place to start. It all starts in awareness, right? Especially when it comes to food. This is why shadow work is so important. And that's really what I've been diving into lately is a lot of shadow work and really like pulling through those and understanding what they are. But when we start there, when we start in meditation, when we give, even if it's five, two minutes, five minutes, whatever you can spare, like you can spare five to 10 minutes a day, no matter how busy your day is, I guarantee you, you can find 10 minutes that you're otherwise maybe watching TV, maybe you're reading a book, just giving yourself that time. Even if you have to set a reminder on your phone, set an alarm, whatever it is, you can find that 10 minutes where you can sit in meditation and meditation. Like I said, it's so it's one of those things. It's so simple. You're just sitting there for 10 minutes, sitting there. It doesn't matter what your mind is doing. Let it go. Let your mind do all of the thoughts that it wants to get out. Let it get it out. Let it get it, you know, process through it. That's not necessarily the point of meditation. The point, I mean, eventually we want to get to a place where we can quiet our minds, right? I've been doing it for four years and some days I, my mind is super still. And I only recently got to that part in May when I went to the shamanic healing. And I swear she just cleared my mind of all the shit. Like it was just the most amazing experience. And I can come to that space a little bit easier, but there are people who meditate for a year and I hear them talk about, you know, floating off and they're having these out of body experiences. I've never experienced anything like that, but for me, meditation shows me that I have control of my body, right? Meditation gives me stillness. I don't know where I read it or heard it from, but someone was saying, if you ever, if you are in your business and you are lacking creativity, if you feel stuck, meditate, spend time with yourself in silence, off the devices, not watching TV, not around people, not filling your time with stuff, right? Spend time with yourself because that's when the creativity will come, right? When you are allowing that space in, that's when it will come. That's why for me, when I run, my creativity and my inspiration and my downloads are like crazy when I'm running because I'm literally not thinking about anything but getting through the next minute, right? Getting through the next 30 seconds. And I'll have these images or these pieces of words or visuals or whatever it is. And that I know that's my downloads and I try and write it down as soon after as I can, but that's my space. And so many people get their ideas in the shower, right? I mean, my old boss at my old company would always be like, start a sentence with, I was in the shower and I thought about, you know, and everybody kind of would laugh, but it's true, right? Because when we're in the shower, what are we doing? We're just washing ourselves and we're thinking, right? Like we're allowing, we're literally with ourselves without the distraction. I mean, unless you have music on or you have the TV on in the other room or whatever, but typically when you take a shower, 
you're maybe intentionally set that time to take a shower without it. I always, if especially if I'm taking a shower and I want to set the intention of being cleansed by the water and just having like that space, I can set that intention there. But, but yeah, meditation is a great place to start. If you're just looking to kind of come into yourself and be able to control your body, because when we can control our body, like I said, it's easy, but it's not, it's simple, but it's not easy because food is, we eat it for emotional reasons. Sometimes we hold on to weight because we have been assaulted or we have trauma. We have wounding that we feel like that extra weight protects us. It's a safety thing. There's so many reasons why we eat. So I'm not downplaying it. I, I fully understand the difficulty and the struggle that people have with their food. And at the same time as I'm saying, that's the thing that we can control. That is why people eat those types of foods, right? Because they are in a sense still controlling what they're putting into their body. That's where they feel like they have control because they feel out of control in every other way. Same thing with alcohol, right? So if you can take a second and, and really tap into your body and know what your body feels, know that you're safe, right? That's the first step is getting to a place where you know that you're safe. And then you know that you can control what you put in your body. You can sit and just allow your body to feel like, what is this thing that I'm putting in? Is it going to make me feel good? Do I actually even want to eat this, right? Giving yourself just two to five seconds. Or what I do when I first stopped drinking and I was having cravings here and there, or when I, I quit smoking almost eight years ago now, but when I first quit smoking, oh my gosh, I had cravings like crazy, but I always, I just, I read somewhere that a craving lasts for three minutes. And if you can get through that three minutes, you then the next time it comes, just get through three minutes, right? And I always tell myself, especially when I'm giving something up, it's like, I'm just giving it up for now. To me personally, right? We're all different. We all work very differently. Some people may have this. Some people may hear this and say, wow, that wouldn't work for me because that would just give me the permission to do it. But this is what works for me personally. But like when I'm quitting something or, or I want to give up alcohol or I want to give up smoking or whatever the thing is, right? I want to eat better. I don't ever tell myself I'm never going to have that thing again because to me that feels so restrictive, right? That puts me in this lack like, oh my gosh, I can never have a cigarette again or I can never have a glass of wine again, right? Like I don't want to feel that. To me, that doesn't feel good. And so what I do is I'm always just like with this phase, like this is with the alcohol, this phase of my healing, this phase that I'm in right now is going to be alcohol-free. And that's not to say that I'm never going to have any more. Like I still have a full bar in my house full of whiskeys and then vodkas and tequilas and wine and champagne and all this stuff. Like I haven't gotten rid of it because in just for me, I know this phase is what I'm going through. I also know how incredible I feel right now. And so I have no desire to even do that. I had did have a glass of wine last week just because I'm a 6'3 and I want to experiment and I want to know what, how I'm going to react. And I was still able to come home and meditate and do all of my things. But I did find I hit a pocket in that night, later on that night, where I felt I got emotional and I cried a little bit. And it wasn't anything dramatic because now it's so funny that now that like I'm out of it, I can see how much it was affecting my emotions. This is why like the gut and our emotions, our physical health and our emotions and our mental health, it is so closely connected. Like if we want, if you are, if your mind or your emotions are spiraling out of control, what are you eating? What are you consuming? Are you drinking enough water? Are you sleeping enough? Are you moving your body? Like all of these things, we take them for granted and we're like, oh, well, I don't even know what we think. I can't even think about it right now. I'm like so hyped up on, <laughs> on this knowledge for this, whatever it is. But like, what 
is the thing that your body needs, your body, your physical body. This is why in human design, we have a conscious side, which is our mind. And we have a body side, our unconscious side, which is our body. It's our design. Like everything that every like spiritual thing, right? It talks about like our vessel, our, our vehicle, our body, right? It's like we have the driver, right? Which is our knowing, which is our intuition, we have the vehicle, which is our body. we got to keep it in good condition. And then we have the passenger, which is our mind. The passenger always wants to take control. And if we let it, the vehicle will break down. The driver will get distracted. Like we need to take care of our physical body. Like, and not only that, I mean, if you're on the spiritual path, like that will help you reach spirituality, right? That will help further your spiritual development. It is so important. Like I said, it's not easy but it's simple. And I think that is empowering to know that you can take care of your body. I don't know what the original point was that I was getting on because I got so worked up, but like in this, that's the other thing that's really been helping me is in, Oh, I was going on about my emotions, but in this, like I have been able to, now that I don't have the alcohol and I don't have the intense emotions like I did before, I'm actually able to take care of my body in a way that I wasn't able to before, right? Like I'm intentionally waking up now and having smoothies. Cause before, if I had like three glasses of wine, you sure as hell, like, I don't want to get up and make a fucking smoothie. Like I want to just eat leftovers from last night, or I want to eat, I want to order Chinese. Cause I feel like shit. Like that was the mindset. That was what was going on. I did not want to take the time to make a healthy smoothie. It didn't feel good to me. So I didn't do it. Cause I didn't feel good. Right. And so now it's like, I have, I, I have the motivation. I feel clear. I feel great. I feel good. Like I want to take the 15 minutes and intentionally make the smoothie and put in the flaxseed and put in the chia seeds and put in the 16 different ingredients and the spinach and whatever. And like, and enjoy that. Do I want to do that every day? No, it's time consuming. Sometimes I don't want to, but like, but I know I feel good. And I know that, that, that helps me before all of this, I, don't even feel like I was drinking that much. I, yes, I drank one or two nights a week, maybe three. So <laughs> I guess it was more than I realized I was drinking because yeah, I've been drinking for so long. I think that it was just a part of my like day, right? It was just part of like having a meal. It was part of being social, but I was hitting such, and I had a dream last night and it was funny. I woke up and I was like, wow, I haven't felt that in a long time long time being a month because I quit drinking a month ago, over a month ago, it's been over a month, but I had a dream that I was in this emotional state and somebody was telling me something and I was insanely jealous. And I was like, I need to know the answer like right now. And that's how I used to felt when I was feel when I was in these emotional states, it was like, I felt like I was trying to gain so much control because the idea of not knowing the thing was spiraling my mind. It was spiraling my emotions. And I would just sit in these funks and these lows and be like, oh my gosh. And I don't feel that anymore. I think I feel so much more trusting and able to surrender to whatever it is that's going to happen to whatever it is that's going to come on my path. And it makes me feel so much more worthy because now I can be like, Hey, you know, so-and-so doesn't make me feel good. Doesn't mean I'm going to be alone forever right? Like I have work to do. I have a journey. I have a purpose. And now I can actually sit here and manifest and put out into the world and be more specific and get to know myself without the distraction of those emotional days where I was sitting in these funks. And this is not to say that I'm never going to have an emotional low like that again. 
I'm not saying that at all because I could wake up tomorrow and be in that emotional low, but I'm saying the perspective has shifted and I'm able to actually see what that was more about. And I'm able to give myself grace. I'm able to trust myself. I'm able to surrender more. I'm able to use the tools that I know will bring me back to myself in those moments. And that's empowering in itself. And I'm able to have like control in a way that in a healthy way, right? I'm not controlling by having a few drinks and asking the questions that like I have to know right now because we don't have to like express everything that we feel. We need to feel everything that we feel, but with discernment, we can decide what needs to come out and what we can let go and process. There are some things that we need to have some sort of closure and answer to or whatever, and that's fine, but we don't necessarily have to like say everything that we're thinking and feeling because that can be oversharing and that I think sometimes we can feel like we're banging our head against a wall with that stuff, right? Like I need to know this. I need to, and I'm looking back at the past like year and a half, like how many times I asked the same question in different ways over and over and over again, or how many I like would pat it, or I would, you know, go about it in this long elaborate way. instead of just like asking the question that I wanted to ask. And it was like, I got to a point like literally like in the last month where I was just like, I literally cannot ask this question in any other way and expect a different answer. Like it's not going to happen. So it's really given me that clarity and understanding and grace with myself. And I, like I said, trusting my intuition, but it it's hard. Like it's taken me four years to get here. It's not easy. It's overwhelming. Sometimes it's painful because we have to deal with it. And it's always, it's like an onion. Like I'm at this phase and I, you know, it feels like the flowers blooming and all that stuff, but there's still stuff underneath that I'm going to have to deal with. Right. Like there's every step of the way, there's something, it just becomes easier to deal with. It becomes easier to see. There's certain things that I'm working on right now, specifically boundaries with intimate relationships that feel very uncomfortable and very scary and still put me in a trigger and still flare up those emotions in the moment. But I can catch myself, understand what it is. And my phase right now is really in processing what actual boundaries I need to set and energetically setting them and finding out the way to verbally set them and getting myself to the space where I am comfortable in the discomfort of having to set those. And I know that in setting those, it is not being cold, it is not being unkind, it is not being uncaring. It is creating a safe and healthy space within that relationship so that I can feel safe and secure in that relationship. That is something that has taken me so long to get to because if people set boundaries with me, I would literally get upset. I would take it so personally because I was like, oh, you don't want me in your life or I'm doing something that you don't like. Like, what's the point of this relationship? And that's not what it's about. When we set boundaries to somebody, it's about being safe and protected in that relationship. And I'm gonna leave you with that. I don't know how long this has been, but my throat is starting. So I know it's about time to cut it off, but that is really just what I was inspired. I had a few minutes before I had to go pick up my son. So I wanted to come on here and talk to you guys. So thank you so much for listening. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, share, catch me on Instagram. All the information is down in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next time.